This is the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. Hey, what's up, y'all? I guess I need to say, what up, G? <laughs> what's up? Welcome to the G Podcast. Uh, every week, man, we're going to talk about uh, just about everything and anything. I'm Tommy B. And uh, formerly, I was doing the GP3 podcast. And uh, and I told y'all when the, G pod, the uh, GP3 podcast ended, I was going to come up with a way to do another podcast. And I know the G podcast, that's simple as hell. I know, I know, I know. So y'all don't get on me. Uh, but we're going to talk about opinion culture, cultural events, news, and, uh, and, and basically have a panel of guests. And I'm, I'm really, we have a, a, a panel of esteemed guests. I have them with me today. I got to say what's up uh, to my brother from another mother. Vi, what's up, man? What's up? How you doing, man? I'm hanging in there, bro. <laughs> hey, by the way, y'all, Vi, have you ever done a podcast, man? Have you ever been on a show before? I have never done a podcast. This is my first time. This will be his first time. And and I told him when he reached out to me when we ended GP3, Vi was a an avid listener of GP3, man. He said, man, y'all, y'all can't be taking the show away. I've known him for years. And and uh, he said, man, when you do your first uh, show, man, I want to be on the show. So so here's my invite. And, and thank you for coming on the show, man. Thank you for coming on the hey, show. Thanks for the Thanks for the invite, bro. And, and, the invite. and he is, um, he's like the voice of reason for me. He's my conscience. <laughs> he's that, he's that, I guess you could say the angel on my shoulder. Hey man, don't do that. Don't do that. That's a bit much, <laughs> and also on the panel, I got to say what's up, man. I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, Vince, the voice, Bailey, host of the Black Mental Matters podcast is on the podcast. Hey, man, I, I appreciate you taking the time, man. To, to- oh, man, you know, it's my honor, man. It's an honor and a pleasure. And I just want to say to Vi, we're going to be gentle with you, man. I got the extra loop, the extra loop since it's your first time. <laughs> You're going to feel a little pressure, but it's all right. You're wrong for that, man. You're wrong for that. You're wrong. But, but man, I got to say, Vince, man, Vince the Voice Bailey is just doing some big things. And, and you hear his voice all over the city of Atlanta doing some big stuff and, and his new podcast, man. First of all, man, talk to people about the, the Black Mental Matters podcast, man. Tell, tell some folks. Tell, tell our folks about that. Well, thank you, man. Well, hey, uh, first I got to say thank you to you. You know, we met and uh, it's been something that's been on my mind, a podcast for a long time. And uh, we vibed and talked and uh, hey, thanks to you, man. This thing is a reality. And uh, it's just it, it's it's a series of, of, of in-depth interviews and discussions around mental health. Uh, and particularly mental health in the black community. We, we got some real uh, issues, man. Folks don't realize that, you know, here in the United States, uh, 6.8 million people, I'm talking about black folks, man, more than the populations of Chicago, Houston, and Philly combined had a diagnosable mental illness in the past year. So that's them, then their families. And, you know, I'll just uh, share that, uh, you know, it, it, it has its uh, 
uh, uh, presence uh, in my family, my immediate family. So it was something I've been, uh, you know, interested in. And uh, this gave me an opportunity as therapy for me, you know, to, to actually talk about these things and help others, uh, you know, deal with it. Because, you know, you know, us in the black community, we ain't telling, uh, can we say bad words on this show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got the, it, it's a G podcast, but it ain't rated G. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. You know, we ain't talking about shit if it don't look good. You That's know true. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, we, you got a problem. You ain't going to talk about it. And, and uh, you know, uh, hopefully with, Whatever presence I have out here in the world, you know, I, I want to show folks that it's OK, you know, to talk about it. And, and in fact, it has been. I mean, I've been blown away, uh, Tommy B, with, you know, the response that we've gotten from uh, people uh, in the field as well, well as uh, people in the industry of voiceover. What I do is say, man, I'm glad you're talking about this because this is something, you know, that I've dealt with or my mom, something like that. So, again, we're, 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 we're talking about, you know, depression and. Uh, suicide, bipolar, stress, you know, what it means. I was, the young lady said, you know, black women have uh, eight years, they're oh, yeah. eight years older hmm. internally, you know, because of the stress that they face. So, I mean, we, we try to talk about it all, man. And, can you say and, that again, man? I, can you say that one more time for folks? That black women uh, internally, their body uh, in, inside is, is physically eight years older than white women because of the stress that has been, you know, uh, permeated throughout their lives. Yeah. Internalized, um, man. That's in, crazy. Internalized. Wow. Yeah. So brothers, we just act out. <laughs> we just, no, what brothers, about, we what about our, our age? <laughs> we, we, we got it too. You know, we, we got it too. I mean, you know how yeah. it is for, oh, yeah. for us. Yeah, out absolutely. Here, man. You know, jobs and all the pressure that's on us. So, mm -hmm. uh, but but the, but the the beautiful thing is is that there is good uh, treatments and good things that you can do self care and all this kind of stuff. It's a state of mind. You gotta you know a state of mind. You can't keep reliving you know stuff over and over again. And that's 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 the uh, that, that that's the problem that we reliving everything from slavery on up every day. Yeah. You know somebody yeah. bring it up and you think about it and your mind doesn't know that it ain't happening. So each time you talk about it, your body goes back into that mode of uh, protection or shut down, whatever. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Literally. I agree. <laughs> I agree. And, and, and kudos yeah. to you, man, for, for just being willing to make those connections because the people you're bringing in are just experts. They're credible, highly credible. I mean, you're dealing oh, yeah. with one of the uh, doctors, uh, Morehouse school of medicine. Uh, you've got people in psychology today, uh, who are connected uh, as, as far as a resource. I mean, it, it's really uh, in depth and, and, you know, kudos to you for doing the work to pull those people together, man. You get more people coming together as well. Right. Correct. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And they are, uh, you know, from joining various groups and doing the research on my end, you know, there's a, a waiting list uh, mm -hmm. really yeah. of folks who want to, you know, talk about this because it is, it's it, uh, 6.8. Yeah. Come on, million people, man. That's that's somebody everywhere you at. It's crazy. Everywhere you at. It yeah. is. It, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. Again, thanks for being on our podcast. And our podcast is kind of an outlet, man. So just have fun, you know, vibe, uh, you know, kick back. I, I know you've never been on a podcast. You, vibe, you okay, man? You all right? No <laughs> 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 <A little> pressure, <laughs> <laughs> 
we're gonna check on you, man. We're gonna check on you. You know, we're gonna check on you, make sure you're all right, though, man. Okay, uh, just going around the table, man, and I'll start it off. Um, you know, what's good? This is like our what's good segment. So, um, you know, as as we do the show every week, we'll have certain segments. And and I just want to talk about a couple of things and you guys can go ahead and give your shout outs. But I want to give a couple of shout outs, man. And um, it, it's really uh, as you watch the news and you see what's going on over in the Bahamas. And oh. and I mean, it's it's devastating. It's heartbreaking. Um, but but one of the things that's really encouraging as you watch the news, man, you hear these people talk and how strong they are and just how resilient they are. You know, the first thing they say is, oh, we'll be back. And uh, there's an article in Forbes and it talks about two ways that you can actually help the people in the Bahamas. First of all, make sure that you give to a reputable organization. That's one way. And the other thing, and, and this made a lot of sense to me, was travel to the Bahamas when you have an opportunity uh, when things are uh, when they're back on their feet, which, quite frankly, they're going to really based on the help that they're getting uh, from, you know, the religious community, from the celebrity community, from the government. Uh, I think they're going to ramp this thing up pretty quickly. Uh, it may be a little difficult for the folks who are living in those areas, especially some of the folks who were, I guess, the best way you can put it, doc- undocumented. Um, but for the most part, um, make the Bahamas a destination. And so two ways you can go ahead and make sure that you give to a reputable organization um, or make sure that you also travel to the Bahamas and, and give to their tourism. Uh, the other thing you I know, do th- want to go ahead, man. Go ahead. I just want to say, uh, in fact, my brother uh, who lives out in Vegas, he's going to be going uh, this coming weekend. A good friend of his from the military that uh, get get married, mm-hmm. and so the thing that people also need to realize: Nassau, you know, the 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 big resorty kind of places in the Bahamas. Because the Bahamas is a is a bunch of islands. Oh yeah, yep. Nassau is fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, it's it's fine. So you can you know the 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 typical when you travel to the Bahamas, people go to Nassau, the big islands. And and they're okay, so it's not like. Uh, but those other islands, you're so right, man. They are some resilient people. The first thing they say, as you say, come out of their mouth, "Hey, we're going to rebuild. We're going to do this again." Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, hats off, man. What what? Uh, but you know that's how black folks do it, man. Yeah, you know, that's we, true. We got we to keep it rolling. They they're black folks, and that's their own country. Mm-hmm. They're going to make it happen. Yeah, yeah, they are. I agree. And and so with with that, man, I, I do want to just stress, um, you know, and and even though 45. Um, tried to try to get ignorant in terms of, you know, denying, um, you know, certain uh, certain opportunities here in the U.S., man. I'm, I, I was very encouraged, you know, by the uh, prime minister. Uh, I think that he, they're, 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 they have a prime minister in the Bahamas who really spoke about resilience and, and, and coming back from that from that disaster. So, you know, give to the Bahamas, you know, and whatever information I can put on the podcast page, I'll do so. Make sure we have that there as well. Uh, the other thing I do want to shout out, and, and this is going to be a strange shout out, you know, from from uh, coming out of the Bahamas discussion. But, I, you know, I, I got to shout out Jennifer Lopez, man, for <laughs> for the Hustler movie, man. I, I She made 33 million, man, with the um, at the box office. And, and I didn't I didn't see that coming. And, and it was even though she didn't beat uh, it, too, uh, you know. 
you know, the AARP uh, stripper, uh, Jennifer Lopez, you know, she, <laughs> she, pulled, she pulled it out. Look, look, she, she still got them assets, brother. I'm telling you, literally. She got them assets, and then she surrounded herself with, you know, Cardi B. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I, even Julia Styles. I, I used to love her from, Oh yeah. I forget the movie. Yeah, she's Save the Last like Dance, that. you know. Yeah, and, and that's it. Oh. That's it. Yeah, she was That's down it. with the brothers for so long, Julia Styles, and 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 shout out to Kiki Palmer, and yes. and, and even Usher, you know, made a uh, a cameo in the movie, man. But but damn, thirty three million, number two at the box office, uh, and even you know, there's talk about her doing um, or coming up with an Academy Award or being in the running, man. So you know, shout out to the AARP strippers, man. You know, do Jackpot. it. Jackpot. Plus, you married to A Rod. I mean, it don't get no better, man. <laughs> it don't get no better. You know it. You know it. Hey, Vi, you got any shout outs, man? Uh, no. <laughs> uh oh. Talk dirty to me. Talk dirty to me, Vi. Come on, man. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, you got any shout outs? What about you? Go, go, go ahead. Uh, go ahead, uh, Vince the Voice. You got any shout outs, man? Oh, uh, people doing good thing. I mean, it's you know, I mean, it's so much. I just uh, shout out to to everybody who's doing. Uh, you know, I like to keep things on a ground uh, ground level, man. Grassroots, you know, because I think a lot of times we we get uh, you know so focused on the superstars. Nothing yep. wrong with. I love this, you know, superstars to do things, but a lot of unsung heroes out here. Shout out right now to Miss Juanita Abernathy, uh, who just passed away. That wow. was Ralph David Abernathy's uh, wife. Wow, she was time. a young mother back in the day man they bombed our house and everything mm. in fact today at the uh anniversary of the bombing as we were you know recording here the anniversary of the uh, uh baptist uh bombing over there in birmingham you know with the four girls ah, so uh, true oh you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. so you know shout out to to those you know unsung heroes that are just doing things on every level especially those that work with kids too. Yep. Mm-hmm. we got to help these kids man true enough True enough. True that. Okay. That's my shout out. Excellent. Excellent, man. Well, you know, we're going to get into it. And, and again, um, every week as we do the show, you know, this is our first episode. So, um, you know, bear with us, uh, as, as we, uh, as, as the inaugural, um, uh, voyage of the uh, G podcast, uh, gets underway, but, uh, we're going to be talking about topics. Um, and, and it'll be, you know, sometimes it's politics. It'll be a little bit of everything. We're not a sports podcast, but a lot of big stuff happened this week in sports. And one of the big things that was discussed, uh, you guys are familiar with Antonio Brown. Am I correct? Y'all know about Antonio Brown. Um, Yeah, one of the big things uh, with Antonio Brown, of course, um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Vi, you're big into sports, right? You know, you know all the, most of the players. Did did Antonio Brown start? Has he always been with the? Was he with Pittsburgh at, as his primary yeah, he's always, team? Yeah, he's always been with Pittsburgh. Yeah, he had always, always been with Pittsburgh. Yes, um, he was kind of acting a fool in Pittsburgh. Am I correct? Last year, yeah, last year he just went crazy. He went crazy. <laughs> Then they traded him to Oakland. And then forced a hand on him. He forced a hand. And then he took crazy to another level while he was in a whole whole new level with social media and everything. And and uh, and and then, of course, uh, now he's with the Patriots as we tape the podcast. Um, we, and, and, uh, you know, the podcast comes out every Monday, so you guys will know the results of all the games and everything, but he had a hell of a day when it comes down, 
Yeah. yeah. And, you know, now he's with the Patriots. But Patriots. the big news is the rape allegation or the rape, um, I guess, the assault allegations. And the interesting thing about these allegations is they aren't criminal, but they're civil. Uh, I'll start with uh, I'll start with you, uh, Vince, first, and then we'll go to Vi, and then I'll come back. But but Vince, what do what are your thoughts, man? When you look at an athlete like Antonio Brown, um, you see the I guess the um, how do you say it? The behavior for the most part. What what are your thoughts, man? When you look at somebody like Antonio Brown in the NFL? Well, I mean, not knowing. Uh, his his growing up, you know, a lot of times, you know, you may get, you know, fellas who, uh, you know, just straight off the block, you know, literally straight out the hood, mm-hmm. uh, but they have this athletic ability and no one, you know, works with them to, uh, you know, kind of curb some of that uh, uh, behavior, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, people, you know, <laughs> aren't, aren't too accepting of. So without knowing that, you um, you know, you know, our guys are, man, we, 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 you know, and, and he's got all his money, this girl, you know, you look, you see the girl, she's, she's a beautiful young lady. Uh, but it's never, you know, no, always meant no to me. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I never had a, 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 a thought to force myself on anybody who, and I've been married now to a long time. So I can, but I know for a fact that, uh, I've never, you know, tried to force myself on any woman or anything like that. But they say they had been in negotiations. And I'm thinking that Antonio at this point probably wish he'd have went on and settled mm-hmm. early on because this has caused a lot of problems now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say they had been into t- t- into some talks. Uh, but now, like you say, it's a civil suit. Uh, what is it? She, I think she was asking for 1.6. Yep. She was asking something. for 2 million. Yep. Somewhere in that area. And he rejected yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. And he rejected it, you know. Uh, so I mean, just just the 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 bad publicity alone. Then he had the whole helmet thing too, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it's a lot going on with this brother, man. A lot going on with this brother. And uh, after the game today, they say as soon as the game was over, he was gone. Everything out the locker, wasn't you know nobody could talk to him. So he he's got some he's got a lot of uh, he need to come on my uh, Black Mental Matters podcast. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Without a doubt, he needs to be at least a discussion needs to be had. You're absolutely right. What about you, Vi? What are your thoughts? Well, Antonio, just um, to me, a little on the, on the selfish side, being a brother, I mean, because he forced himself out the Steelers mm-hmm. and he get to uh, Oakland. Everything he did in Oakland really didn't have anything to do with football. It was just by Antonio, his feet, then his helmet. Oakland have anything to do with that. Yeah. True and enough. then this woman, and then this woman, um, Said, I think she said oh, she had four instances with him. I'm a little shaky on that, but, you know, innocent to proven guilty. And uh, why go civil? Yeah. But big, like you said, Antonio, he just he, he just need to sit down somewhere. And like you said, if he did what he said he did today, he, he left, that's probably the smartest thing he ever did right now because he's in the spotlight. He's in the, no matter what he say, he's going to be in the spotlight. So. True enough. True enough. Say, At the press conference, they, say, they can't even talk all, football. No. Yeah. Right. And if you want to stand the Patriots, the Patriots ain't going to hear. No, I right. agree. I think they're about the only, they're about the only team that willing to give him that kind of money right now. Because they, they, he he finished he finished that uh, that Terrell Owen level, but ain't nobody going to want him no matter how good he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True enough. Well, a couple of things, I, I, and, and I do want to mention this, uh, and this was from Heavy.com, uh, because a lot of people don't really know the, the, the young lady, the alleged victim, is Brittany Taylor. 
uh, is her name and and five things that heavy.com came up with uh, regarding Brittany Taylor. Uh, she says, by the way, did y'all know she got married this weekend? By the way, yeah, she got married today. Yeah. That's why she said she was not willing to talk to anybody until after the wedding. Yeah, damn, she didn't talk to no cops or no right. NFL to after the wedding. And the wedding was this weekend. Can you imagine wow. dealing with this and you getting married this weekend? Um, but, but, wow. Yeah. Ain't, but, but ain't that kind of strange? She it is. put it out. She waited, she waited this long to put it out. Well, this is what she said. And, and let me let me go over these five things. These are from uh, heavy.com. She says she's speaking out to remove the shame that she felt for the past, from the past year. Um, and, and she wants to place the shame on the person responsible for the rape, who is Antonio Brown. OK, uh, number two is uh, she graduated from LSU uh, and she was a, uh, a star gymnast um, and she attended Central Michigan with Brown. And, you know, they met in Bible study, you know, what? <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> well, I and, can believe it. Yeah. And uh, talk about laying hands. Man. I know, Come on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and she lives in Memphis now and she trains young gymnasts at her own gym. Uh, she says the uh, the rape damaged her relationship with her, you know, fiance, you know, even though they, they were able to, you know, to 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 get, uh, I guess, around the differences and, and got married. Uh, as we tape the podcast this weekend. Um, and and again, um, you know, you mentioned, uh, Vince, that um, Brown rejected a $2 million settlement that um, her attorneys uh, had negotiated. And that was according to NFL.com. And I, I don't know, I, I guess Brown right now, Antonio's like, damn, I should have just given her the money, you know, ultimately. Uh, but as we speak right now, as we talk about the situation, um, she has plans to actually meet with the NFL, which is coming up uh, within the next day or so. So it's going to be real wow. interesting um, because the other interesting thing about this situation is it's not a criminal case. It's a civil case. So basically they don't have the only thing the NFL will have is proof are the text messages. And I don't know if you guys have seen the text messages um, but it's, you know, it's definitely, um, you know, it, it, it don't look good. No. Don't make him, if, if he's sitting the text match, it don't look, it don't, uh, it don't look good for him. Well, it's not it criminal. So it's really going to be about money more than any, anything. Don't you, don't y'all yeah. think it's going to be more about money? Yeah. Well, I think the NFL said, if, uh, if it don't go criminal, they're really not going to do anything. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. And that's why they didn't put them on the, uh, you know, they didn't put them on the Zimps. Those yeah. text messages, though, <laughs> excuse me, those text messages weren't weren't uh, very good at all. I'll no. just say like that. No, they no. weren't. No. Yeah, so. they don't help his case in terms of, um, well, they don't help his case. I'll leave it at that. And and uh, it's, 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 you know, it's just going to be interesting, man. I, I will say this about uh, Antonio. And even when you look at what was the guy plays for, play for the Browns, uh, the running back uh, who wore the watch? Uh, <laughs> The, the you the wide receiver, Odell. No, oh, yeah, Odell Beckham, who wore the three hundred thousand dollar, two hundred fifty thousand dollar watch. You know, one of the things, and and I don't always agree with Stephen A. Smith. And and again, y'all, this ain't a you know really a sports podcast. It's but we do talk about culture, and and one of the things that you know um, Stephen A. was saying, you know, one of the things that he uses the phrase uh, "bling before ring." where a lot of these cats are really out for the fame and the glory before it comes yeah. down to winning championships. 
And it's going to be hard for them to really place on a team. And even with Belichick, Belichick ain't going to have it up to a certain point, you know. Um, even when, when you know, you saw Randy Moss, how many other players are kind of like the yeah. problem yeah. children, I, you know, they, he shut them down. <laughs> he, yeah. You want to play, play ball? So. Super think about Antonio Brown, don't think about that. Tonya Brown been leaving about 10 years. Mm-hmm, 10 now years. Not, yeah. And now he just not making, now he just acting up. So yeah. he can do it when he wants to. Keeping the G fellas, you know, okay, Liberty City uh, of Florida, down there in Miami area, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, home of, uh, you know, University of Miami, you know, the things that he saw coming up, you know, back in them days. It's a, it's the bling bling before the ring, man, you know, we all about that bling, mm-hmm. especially when you got, you know, so much ducats, uh, you can't, you don't even know what to do with. Mm-hmm. And I still don't know how they end up broke in the end, but, um, it's, you know, that's, it's it's one of those macho men things that us brothers sometimes we 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 shoot ourselves in the foot, no doubt about it. Yep, yeah. agree, agree. All right, y'all. Yeah, in, yeah, go ahead. No, any more any more thoughts? We gonna move on from Antonio Brown. It's crazy. Why would you wear a three hundred thousand dollar watch to play football? And when it's against the rule that day. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know it, it's I, it's gonna be interesting. Um, you know, but I think uh, one of the things that's really ironic. Um, you know, you don't hear, if anything, this whole situation helped Jay-Z and Kaepernick because, you you know, with the Antonio Brown situation being at the top of the list, it kind of helped the NFL, oddly enough, get into the season without talking about Kaepernick and NFL. I mean, you ain't heard a peep. <laughs> Everybody's talking about Antonio Brown. So if anything, it was kind of good for the league because they didn't have to deal with the, uh, the Jay-Z situation as much, which is interesting. That's a whole nother podcast you know yeah that's right that's a whole new level right there yeah mm-hmm. hey y'all um another topic and, and again we're not a sports podcast but i do want to bring this up because it came up and i thought it was really interesting because again uh it, it, it talks about it really kind of speaks to the culture but y'all know jamil hill right used to be on espn oh, yeah. you know oh, yeah. got yeah. into it with yeah. um abc espn now she's writing for the atlantic and she wrote an interesting article, and it talks about uh, it's time for black athletes to leave white colleges and basically focus on coming out of high school, um, the highly recruited athletes going to HBCUs. Now, Vi, you played sport and you were recruited. You, you know, you played high school ball on a, on a, on a very good high school pro, in a high school program. What do you what are your thoughts, man? When you when you saw that, what what was your first I think, thought? I think that's a lot to ask a teenager to do. Uh, I mean, I get I get the point by not going to the white colleges, but uh okay, that's a lot to ask a kid. I mean, you talking about this guy future, his life. If it's all about education, great, but it's not all about education. Mm-hmm. Them, a lot of them guys going in to make the NFL. I mean, I get what a lot of people are saying, but what what are the HBC students doing to help the, to get these kids to come there? Are they offering the kids anything else to, to entice them to come there? Yeah, yeah. Because if it's all about money, I mean, they're going, they're going to go to ABC school and going to get used by the HBC schools too. So does it matter who you get used by if you're going to get used? But well, well, one I of mean, the one of the things she brings up is, and this is where it gets dicey. She feels that. The, if if enough of the elite athletes come to or go to HBCUs, then the HBCUs can break away from the NCAA, well, the NCAA 
and basically create their own, I guess, what do you call it, league or conference, and they can actually start to compensate the players independent of NCAA rules. So basically asking them to make somebody for the first couple of years for, for these kids to be sacrificial lambs then. Well, yeah. Have- <laughs> <laughs> God, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. For the so most that's part. That's what she's doing. She asking these kids now. Mm-hmm. A lot of these kids already come from poor family. They're doing this to take care of their family. They got dreams. They want to dream. They want to acquire to be sacrificial land. Because you know the first couple of years, the first four years, them kids ain't, they're not going to do it. It's going to take a while for the HBCU to break around and start their own league. Yeah. It's going to take a long it's, it's, while. <laughs> it's it's very hard, too, for HBC, even for for academic students. It's hard for them to compete. Uh, I mean, when you look at, a you know, going to a place like a Michigan or a Tennessee, you know, some, many stadiums, you know, holding 100,000 people. And, you know, they got state-of-the-art, everything. Every however, day. however. I mean, University if, if, if that happened. Brand if, new for players. I think it was if, like what, like eighty-one million or something. They said. Well, which school was that, Vi? Which school? Which school? University of Georgia. Okay, University of Georgia. You're right. You're right. Yeah. They've been building. They've been building. They've been to do something for the football program. Now they just they just announced that they got approved to get done. Wow. But if if have, suppose the uh, HBCU though uh, uh, team was stacked, stacked to the point where one day we had a Grambling playing Michigan for the national title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about that for a minute, what that would do. There would be a shift of resources. Oh, and, yeah. uh, you know, HP, I'm talking football. But you know, right now, the biggest thing is the halftime show. You know, <laughs> you know, many well, you know, I, I saw I don't know if y'all saw I saw and I was watching. And, and this is just by chance that I flip. I'm just flipping channels on Saturday and I saw Howard and Maryland. And that was embarrassing. That was like, oh, but, you know, on the back end. Maryland is playing. They paid Howard like almost two million, or you know, to right. to play that game. They're getting paid to play those big schools on those schedules. Correct. You know, but uh, go be ahead. A sacrificial lamb. Yep. Basically, pretty much. Yeah. Right. But also ask uh, Tennessee about uh, that when they played Georgia State here. Oh yeah. Paid nine hundred thousand to get beat. To get beat. <laughs> oh yeah, and and you know, so yeah, it can be. Wait a minute, y'all weren't supposed to do that. <laughs> right. it <could> be. <laughs> but but you know, go ahead, go ahead, y'all, go ahead. I mean, because because I, I got I got something. But go ahead, you, you roll, you roll. So if I go go on, go on over to Vince, Vince, you you know you wrapped up on your thoughts on this on this. Well, I mean, I, I just no, it was just a revelation to me as we were talking about this that again, if you had a stacked. HBC, you know, one that was actually nationally ranked, it would it would help, you know. The, the, again, the difficulty is for them to be able to recruit, uh, you know, finance. I mean, they they have a difficult time at HBCUs, even you know, uh, printing those brochures to send out mailings. Mm-hmm. I know I worked at the uh, University of Arkansas Pine Bluff, the SWAT conference back in the day, you know, so I know about the Jackson States and the Southerns and Gramblins, you know, we play, like I say, the biggest thing was the halftime show, mm-hmm. but it was very difficult to compete in the recruitment process because again, these other schools have so much more to offer. Oh yeah. So, I, I just yeah I I just don't think and and it's noble for Jamil to write something like this and and I'm not saying it's almost and and I don't I don't I, I guess I I don't want to make this a this is a, a poor comparison but it's almost on the level of 
reparations when when you you because you're going against a how much hundred plus year old system when it comes down to forcing a system to change and I just don't think the NCAA is going to roll over like that um, and when oh, you when no. you talk about dealing with some of these coaches like a Nick Saban. And, and right. some of these powerful coaches that have uh, access to a lot of these young players, even when they start, you know, some of these coaches start accessing a lot of these players in middle school, man. I mean, they know where all the top recruits are, um, you know, throughout the yeah. country. And I just don't think they're going to roll over that easy. Um, you know, even though I, I do, again, I think it's noble uh, for the ar- article to be written, but I think it's a little naive to think it's going to be easy. It ain't going to be easy. And and again, and and I, I agree with you, Vi, because you're talking about you're talking about these kids saying that we we're all for social justice, and <laughs> they ain't really thinking about social justice. They're thinking about they four years. They don't want to school for four years, yeah. and then have they think uh, about buying mama a house? You know, yeah. Who you have, you have had a lot of. You have had a lot of uh, NFL uh, players, though, come out of HBCU. Yeah, you have. You still you do? Have. Yeah. You know, you look they at Jerry Rice. You know, right. Jer- Jerry. One thing about the NFL, yeah. if you're good, they're going to find Right. The NFL don't care where you come from. If you're good, they're going to find Yeah, true enough. True enough. Any other thoughts on that before we wrap it, before we move? Good stuff. All right, cool. I think it's just, I think it's just a lot to ask a kid to start to do something like that. Yeah. If anything, I think you should. Talk to the ABCU school first and let, and let them get a plan. Yeah. I, I'd like to see it. And I think there may be other plans to help HBCUs. Uh, but I just don't think athletics in the beginning is going to be the way to do it. You know, I, I think it's going to be more governmental uh, than it will be when it comes down to asking, you know, recruits to to shift. You know, I think they I, I agree with you, Vi. You know, I think it's got to be something attractive that makes them want to go there. Uh, even if it's a status, because even if you look at the television, you know, the exposure, um, you know, on on the premier leagues. I mean, you think NBC is going to shift or ABC or the big networks are going to shift what they show in terms of the top colleges. You know, they're not going to shift, you know, showing uh, Alabama, <laughs> you know, SEC, uh, Big Ten, they ain't going to shift, you know. So, yeah. OK. All right. Um, what, what, I'm going to play a clip. And I just want y'all's thoughts on this, okay? Uh, um, Let me play the clip. We're going to move on to the next topic. I want to play a clip first. They do not have to buy in. You just said that. You just said that two minutes ago. You just said two minutes ago that they would have to buy in. You said they would have to buy in. Have to buy in if you qualify. Are you forgetting what you said two minutes ago? Are you forgetting already what you said just two minutes ago? I mean, I can't believe. That you said two minutes ago that they had to buy in, and now you're saying they don't have to buy. You're forgetting that. I said anyone I mean, like look, your grandmother who like, has no money, we need she a would, healthcare system. You're automatically, automatically enrolls people, regardless of whether they choose to opt in or not. If you lose your job, for instance, his his healthcare plan would not automatically enroll you. You would have to opt in. My healthcare plan would. That's a big difference. I'm fulfilling fulfilling the legacy of Barack Obama, and you're not. I'll be surprised to him. Wow, that's the uh, <laughs> that's the uh, Democratic presidential debate this past week um, when Castro basically went on the attack, and he attacked Biden in a way where a lot of people thought it was personal. Um, basically trying to attack his age and his memory, 
you know, hey, you, you don't remember what you said two minutes ago. And, you know, basically um, the next day, uh, you know, the reporters asked uh, Castro if 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 he had, you know, taken it a bit too far and if he regretted going in that direction. And he said, no, he said, you know, people, you know, somebody needs to do it. And uh, he felt like he was on the right course in terms of calling Joe Biden out like that. Any thoughts on 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 that approach? Uh, and also, did y'all get a chance to see the Democratic presidential debate? Had ten candidates on the in the forum. They 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 they're whittling it down. Uh, but I'm just wondering. Yeah. Uh, and I'll start with you, Vince. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I did. I, it was entertaining. Uh, big mistake, I think, on Castro's part. Um, you know, this is uh, this is get it together time because uh, we got to, as you say, you know, 45. I call him the resident. Uh, we got to, you know, get this guy. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it is down to 10 now. But for him to I, I don't think the age is a factor. All of them are um, the current pre- the resident, uh, Warren. Um, uh, uh, Sanders, all of the top, uh, you know, these are guys in their seventies. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, traditionally that's how, you know, these leaders are. I, I thought it was a bad look for him. Uh, and I mean, it could have been a Biden Castro ticket, yeah. uh, you know, because strategically, I mean, Castro with his, um, you know, Hispanic uh, Latin background would, 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 you know, bring those voters in. So I think he shot, he, he didn't do himself uh, good. He, he'll be gone the next time. Wow. Okay. What about you, Vi? Any thoughts? I kind of, I kind of agree with on that because I'm not a big fan of Biden, but he's probably the strongest candidate we got. Right. So if he's the strongest candidate got, we don't need to be trying to tear him down. Mm. If anything, need to be, you know, we're going to need, we need to build each other up. Just have a, a, a debate about issues, deal with the issues only. And whoever wins, we don't need to we don't need to tear down our own candidates. Especially he might be the best candidate we got to beat. Be uh the one we got in there right now. I won't say his name. The resident. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Resident. Okay, we say the we'll say the resident because ain't nobody gonna challenge the resident on the on the on the resident side. So we don't need to be tearing each other down. Yeah. I mean, just stick 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 with the politics. We don't need to get ugly. If we're gonna get ugly, let it be ugly between Democrats and Republicans. Don't let it, let me be, don't get ugly between Democrats and Democrats. Well, I mean, the, yeah, the interesting thing right now, Biden Biden leads uh, with African Americans, and a lot of that has to do with his association uh, association with Obama. You know, he yeah, was you whole, know Obama. That is the only reason why he's leading because it's associated with Obama. Yeah, yeah. For the most, yeah, you're absolutely right. And um, you know what? I, I'll, I'll tell y'all. I'm not gonna lie to you. When 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 I launched. Um, uh, GP3. We were we were basically doing that podcast right before the 2016 election, and we that's one of the reasons why we did the podcast to keep people abreast of what was going on prior to um, the um, 2016 election. And I'm not gonna lie to you; it is starting to feel eerily, especially with Biden, like 2016, because okay. the reason I say that is. I just wish the guy would stop making these mistakes, the fumbles. Um, and, Correct. And, I mean, he's scaring the hell out of me, man, especially, yeah. the, you know, some of the things he's saying. I'm going to play something in a minute. Uh, we'll, we'll get to uh, I run the uh, Rob Redding show on, uh, on Castropolis.net. And I want to hear right. and I want you to hear that. But uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, that's how I feel about Biden. He's sort of like um, 
if he wasn't on a if he wasn't on an Obama ticket, what we really I don't think we would like him. I agree. He he got a little swag, you know, as old. He, he's kind of cool, you know. He yeah, a little bit. I, I'm a, Look at his track record, the stuff he did in the past. It ain't, it don't look good. He ain't Clinton. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who, who, by the way, was it the ain't most Clinton swag. <laughs> the, the, the Mrs. Clinton was the most qualified candidate ever, yeah, she and was. blew that one. She the was most qualified ever. Yeah, she was. Look at it on paper. I she know. Mm. And to me, I'm looking at Biden. To me, Biden saw like a. I hate to say it. He Trump. To me, he like Trump. He just. Trump just ain't scared to say it. Biden ain't gonna say it. See, hmm. but I think we got a better, much better shot with 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 Biden, like you say, from his uh, attachment to Obama. Hmm. And then, I mean, he knows he he's gonna have to come back and and do some things for 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 you know the black community. And and uh, I, I I really I think we got to start circling them wagons and and let's get busy so we can you know get this resident out of there. Yeah. Right. And so that what worries me. He is. I think he is our best candidate to be be Trump. And he, I, you know, you know, here's here's the thing. And and even though I agree with both of you, I do think that Biden probably just from a standpoint, from the numbers, from a number standpoint, has um, the, the, the best likelihood of taking 45 down. Um, I agreed a little bit with Cory Booker. I don't know if you heard Cory Booker, uh, his yep. his comments after it was all said yep. and done. It's kind of yep. like, okay, you know, I hate to do this to you, Vi. I'm, you know, I grew up in Atlanta, so I'm a Falcons fan. <laughs> it's it's kind of like Matty Ice in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Ooh, that don't sound good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so whatever you got to say, don't stop. <laughs> and you know, I'm, I, you know, I, I'll never live it down. You know, when it comes down to that game. But my point is, it's like you have, you know, there's some concerns about whether or not he will, you know, win the win the game in the last quarter of the game, the second half, and and. um it's just going to be interesting. Think, they got to. I mean, now I will tell you this: it depends on who who he uh, selects as his VP. I think if he comes back candidly, and I'm going to say this, I would like to see him. And and I know this might sound um, probably double ageist, or you know, <laughs> but but he may need to go for somebody like Elizabeth Warren. Um, mm. You know, maybe a Biden Warren, because I like Warren. I think Warren is saying all the right things. Um, you know, she has a challenge when it comes down to um, her her focus on health care right now. She needs to be a little bit more focused. But ultimately, I like I, I like Warren. I mean, Warren's saying a lot of the right things. I think she's she's addressing a lot of African-American issues head on. Uh, but I, I and, you know, especially when it comes down to dealing with um, student debt. As as an mm. issue that affects you know millennials and you know our youth, so ultimately, I mean, I do like what Warren is saying, and I think it may not be a bad idea if she if he teams up by bringing well, Warren you know Warren on. Um, but but go ahead, go for it. No, I think that I, I think that's good, Tommy B, because I had been thinking uh, Biden Booker, but I, I think I like Biden Warren Warren even better after uh, hearing you just now. I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, I would like to see a youth component to balance because, you know, candidly um, and and again, you know, I don't think it's about age. I think it's about energy and your vibe. 
And and quite frankly, I've never been a Biden. I've never gotten his vibe, even when he was initially selected by Obama. Um, I've never really gotten his vibe on, 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 you know, outside of just being the creepy uncle, you know, when when, you know, kind of handsy, <laughs> you know, because, you know, brother, he was, he was, you know, y'all know he was handsy, you know, y'all, y'all saw, y'all saw he was, he was a handsy guy, you know, his hands, you're like, oh, damn, put your hands down, bye. don't kiss, no, no, no. So outside of that, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really get his vibe. Um, and I think that uh, Obama needed him for the blue collar. The Rust Belt, um, that's and, and and that's what he got him for, and and so it'll be interesting. But I'm I'm gonna leave it at that. That's where my head is on that. Okay. Anything else before before we move on from that uh, <laughs> the, the uh, Biden topic? Biden Warren, man, I like it, man. I'm I'm ready to get rolling. Let's go, let's go. Let's let's do it. And I don't know I if do. candidly they hate each other because Warren has always uh, been a proponent. Uh, and I'm sorry, was it an, an opponent of uh, of of Biden based on the fact that uh, she's always felt that he's been for big, big business and and even the credit card companies. And you know how Bi- how uh, Warren hates um, the, the credit card companies. Yeah, the financial and the finance, the yeah. finance, you know, the banks. And, and she's always said that um, that Biden has been in favor of the financial institutions and the banks. So. It's it's an awkward pairing, but um, but Warren is hot right now. I ain't gonna lie to you. I mean, even in the in, you know when you know when you when you take a look. I mean, uh, Mayor Pete. The question is, yeah, go ahead. Are we ready to put a, get a woman that kind of power though? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we are. I mean, I think when you look at you look at a lot of the. I mean, candidly, I mean, you know, going back to 2016, Hillary should have won that man. Hillary should have yeah. won 2016. Hillary should have won. I don't care what yeah, she should have. She should have won that. You got my vote. But but <laughs> but 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 even even when it comes down to how we were pacing going up against going into November, um, and if if you take away Comey and the idiot things that Comey did leading up to oh. 2016, Hillary oh. should have won. And I'll leave it at that. I'm not going to relive that because it's painful, and I, and and I can feel the I can feel the ulcer in my in my stomach start to turn. I ain't going to even go there right now. But but if you take away all the stuff that occurred leading up to November, she should have won that. And I'll leave it at that. Anything else on the Biden thing before we move? Yeah, I'm leaving alone. <laughs> leave it alone. <laughs> Biden won 2020. <laughs> 2020. I'm mean, just he is our best candidate, so I'm gonna leave it alone. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. Let's hope so. What Grandma said, if you ain't got anything good to say, don't send it all. Yeah. Just hey. uh, you know, but he can't be coming out there talking about corn chip. <laughs> Today was and the, the record player. <laughs> <laughs> Just put the record player the on. Record player. Y'all ain't follow, Speaking y'all of the record player, y'all ain't following grandma advice. <laughs> Speaking of the record player, I'm glad you mentioned that. Who said the record player? Was that you, Vince? That you? Yeah. All right. Speaking yeah. of the record player, I, I got another clip, and and we air um, at castropolis.net. Rob Redding, uh, Rob Redding's news and uh, weekend re- review, um, and it, it airs every Sunday at noon. And uh, I'm going to play a clip from Rob Redding. And I know I'm beating up Biden a bit this week, but I just want to make sure that you know part of this show is really informing people about what's going on. 
Uh, Redding made a very, very, and this is going to be a little bit long clip. So y'all hang with me on this clip. Uh, I want y'all to really listen, uh, Vince Vi, and, and give me your thoughts afterwards. But this is an interesting observation from Rob Redding. Here we go. It's been an incredible week because we have to realize that we, no matter whether we're recognized or not, are visible. We've been recognized by the administration and the HBCU proposal to help religious HBCUs, incredible. We start at an HBCU today with what happened at the debate last night. That is with what everybody's talking about, how Castro went after Joe Biden and how we had Joe Biden dodge a question that no one's really talking about. And we're going to start with the dodge first because that's where I want to start. He was asked a question, a poignant question last night about the racist history of this country. And he said he doubled down, that he would not worry about the lineage of systematic racism that has befalled this country, but he would go forward. These are his old comments, and he builds on those, and I'll come back and talk about it. Thank you, Senator. Uh, Mr. Vice President, I want to come to you and talk to you about inequality in schools and race. In a conversation about how to deal with segregation in schools back in 1975, you told a reporter, I don't feel responsible for the sins of my father and grandfather. I feel responsible for what the situation is today, for the sins of my own generation, and I'll be damned if I feel responsible to pay for what happened 300 years ago. You said that some 40 years ago. But as you stand here tonight, what responsibility do you think that Americans need to take to repair the legacy of slavery in our country? Well, they have to deal with the, the look, there is institutional segregation in this country. And from the time I got involved, I started dealing with that. Redlining, banks, making sure that we are in a position where, look, talk about education. I propose that what we take is those very poor schools, the Title I schools, triple the amount of money we spend for 15 to 45 billion a year, give every single teacher a raise of equal raise of getting out of the $60,000 level. Number two, make sure that we bring in to help the, student, the, the teachers deal with the problems that come from home. The problems that come from home, we, need, we have one school psychologist for every 1,500 kids in America today. It's crazy. The teachers are kind. I'm married to a teacher. My deceased wife is a teacher. They have every problem coming to them. We have to make sure that every single child does, in fact, have three, four, and five-year-olds go to school. School, not daycare. School. We bring social workers into homes of parents to help them deal with how to raise their children. It's not that they don't want to help. They don't, want, they don't know quite what to do. Play the radio. Make sure the television, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night, the, the, the phone. Make sure the kids hear words. A kid coming from a very poor school, or a very poor background, will hear four million words fewer spoken by the time they get there. There's Thank so you, much. Right, we, no, I'm, I'm going to go like the rest of them do, twice over, okay? <laughs> because because here, here's the deal. The deal is that we've got this a little backwards. And by the way, in Venezuela, we should be allowing people to come here from Venezuela. I know Maduro. I've confronted Maduro. Number two, you talk about the need to do something in Latin America. I'm the guy that came up with $740 million to see to it those three countries, in fact, change their system so people don't have a chance to leave. You're all acting like we just discovered this yesterday. Thank, thank you, thank Mr. You Vice much. President. Secretary Castro. <laughs> thank you very much. Well, that's, that's quite a lot. Uh, but, uh, 
Again, I think it's telling that he talks about historic oppression, systematic oppression. He doesn't walk back that quote. He stays with that quote. And that's what racism and closed-mindedness is all about, not understanding that we are held accountable for our systematic racial oppression in this country. All right. That's from uh, Rob Redding. Uh, Week in Review. We air that every Sunday at noon. Uh, castropolis.net. You can uh, go to robredding.com and check out Rob's uh, daily show and subscribe to the daily show as well. What are, y- what are y'all's thoughts, man? I mean, ah. you know, I, I, as I listened to, I mean, he had some, he had some points there uh, that, that, you know, as I sat here and really, you know, listened closely to what he was saying, I can get an idea of, of where he was coming from, you know, as far as, because again, like with black middle matters, uh, it is systematic when you when you ask somebody, you know, they say get over it. But then the first thing they want to tell you about uh, slavery or, or tell you about, you know, the past was what their grandfather and great grandfather was able to accomplish. And then you say, you know, your reality is, well, my great grandfather couldn't even been in that same room. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we're starting from different places. And as a result of all these uh, this time, you know, the point he made about social workers and folks being able to talk to these kids. If you, if you go into a school, there's maybe one one counselor for every four, 500 uh, students. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. It's, and, and, and these things really do play a role in how uh, we are able to, to function out here in the world. So, I mean, it, it's nothing that's going to be, that's going to be uh, solved with just a check. Uh, it's going to take a lot because a lot was done to uh, hurt the uh, black community here in America. Yeah. It's, yeah. There's a lot of uh, still a lot of accountability um, uh, yet to be yet to be dealt. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree with you. What about you, Vi? Any thoughts? Well, I think this should um, like you said, I don't know about the reparation, but the biggest thing is, like you said, stop saying get over it. OK, right. we ain't gonna get, we're not going to get over it. Yeah. I mean, just do something about it. It's still, I mean, it'd be different if we didn't have if we didn't have such prejudice and racism today to be. But we do have it. If the biggest thing with knowledge, with knowledge that is here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do something about it. But the Roman answer to keep saying, get over it, get over it. Okay, wow. Yeah. They, they, they're going to fix something, get over it. Right. I mean, you ain't got to give me no check, but just acknowledge it. Well, I'm nobody else is asked to get over it. Uh, <laughs> you know, every, every, everybody else, nobody else is asked to get over it. That's right. They gave the Jews money, they gave the Chinese money. Everybody got some stuff for us. And I'm not saying get us anything, but I'm saying, but don't tell me your answer to get over it and that you're not held accountable. Yeah, you are held accountable for it. Yeah. I can't hold them accountable for they dead. So what? Because they dead, we're not going to hold anybody accountable for it? You're yeah. here. So yeah. do something about it. In this well, country had, I mean, there were things on the books. It was written down that yeah. uh, you couldn't, uh, you know, buy a house outside of this area, that you couldn't go to these schools, that you couldn't even drink from a water fountain. Come on now. Come yeah. on I mean, now. Let's be real. I mean, can you at least say I'm sorry? Right. I can't even get, I can't even get him sorry. <laughs> well, you know, here, here's the interesting thing when it comes down to Biden for me. Biden has probably some of the, you know, just the background uh, on the people who work his campaign. When you look at people like Simone Sanders and I forgot the young lady from Ohio, um, both African-American, super intelligent. They worked on the Bernie Sanders campaign as well. They know better. They understand a lot of the gaps he's making, like the record player thing. I get it. I mean, even though vinyl is back and vinyl is hot now, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you know, to throw record player, you know, in there, like keep the record player on at night. 
huh? What? What, what are you talking? <laughs> you know, so you know, maybe he could have said, I don't know, uh, get some audio books or something. You know, it's a subliminal. I, I don't know where he was going with that. There's just so many things with Biden that are kind of mysterious when he says certain things. If you could, you, could you follow the conversation? It's almost cryptic. It's like, okay, I don't know where he's going. And I think that's why Castro is on him so much. And maybe because Castro, keep in mind, Castro worked in the administration. Um, HUD, right? HUD. Yeah. Uh, director, well, he right? was, uh, yeah. 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 I think he was involved either um, uh, human services or he wasn't HUD. Either one of the, one of the two, I forgot. But still. I think. Yeah, go ahead. Castro, no. I think Castro's no. Yeah, he knows. He knows who Biden is. Yeah. And he just want Biden to say something before he can, before he can change his mind about it. Okay, I'm going to say, I'm telling him, I know who you are. I know what you've done. Mm-hmm. I know how you used to think. Tell me something to change my mind mm-hmm. or how, 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 how I think that you think. Well, the, the interesting thing out there, though, Vi, is the, the, what, what Biden has going for him and going against him is 40 years. All the and time, you know, his record, his record works for him and it also works against him because everything is him. public. Everything is out there. Yeah. He done good with Obama, but, but, but before Obama, he did nothing. Yeah. 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 So, we, need, we, need, we need a steady hand. I mean, not only is it affected, uh, you know, us here in the States, but I mean, you know, that that nut over there in uh, Great Britain following oh. following the residence lead, you know, now they don't know what they're going to do. They just they just going to Brexit. What yeah, the heck Boris, is that? Boris Johnson. So, yeah, that's that's, you know, you know, that's a whole nother bag of worms that um, unfortunately uh, the Brits are going to pay for. They're going to pay yes. for that. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. I mean, just conflict and, you know, uh, uh, all across the board, the trade. And so we need some steady hand in there. I want somebody right. with some experience who who know the ropes, you know, and, uh, the, you know, healthcare. please, please, let's get this health care stuff together, man, because we all getting older. Yeah. You know True what enough. I'm saying? True enough. We G, we G's. <laughs> we G's, man. <laughs> we OG's. Yeah, OG. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Any yeah, closing remarks? I'm, I'm gonna start with you, Vi. You got any closing remarks, man? See, you woke up. We woke Vi up. He was he was coming <laughs> out of the box. Kind of <laughs> All I'm saying is, Biden is our leading candidate. So let let's not destroy him before the Republican. If anything, we need to build him up. Whoever our best candidate, we need to build him up. Don't destroy him. Build him up. We want to we want to win. We don't want to. We don't want to destroy them, and then when they get to when they actually get against the Republican, they can't win because we don't destroy them. So hey, let's build each other up. You telling me to shut up? <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> go ahead, go go ahead, Vince. What you got? Uh, no, I, I agree. I agree with my man uh, Vi, and uh, I hope it was as good for you as it was for me, Vi. Um, <laughs> But I also, uh, on a serious tip, we also can't, can't forget our young people, man. We got to get them in bed, involved and engaged, you know, because they are the the, the, the future. And uh, if we can show them yeah. that Uncle Joe, we got to show them that Uncle Joe's okay. You right. know, that we can't, it's not time to blow everything up, but let's walk on, let's work on some things, you know, uh, together as a country. This great place. Put your hand over your heart. They asked us to pledge. Well, hey, I want to pledge to something that's, uh, you know, got my back too. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, I understand, Cap. I understand. And he wasn't even doing it for the reasons they, they put on him. So, 
Uh, man, I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Tommy B. This has been great, man. I appreciate you being on, man. And, and you know, I'm going to try to give uh, Corn Pop a break, uh, Mr. Record Play. I'm going I'm to try. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying hard. I'm trying hard, y'all. I am. I'm trying hard every day. I'm try- I mean, touching, touching, listen, they, they can't compare with grabbing them by the coochie, man. Come on, this dude was grabbing them by the coochie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, you know. It, listen to your conscience. Listen I know. to your conscience. I am. There you go. Tap me on the shoulder. Of uh, Tap me on the shoulder. That I told y'all what I tell y'all. What I tell y'all. What I tell I told y'all. There you go. There you go. All right, y'all. I do want to. I do want to. Um, we'll have this on the podcast page. I want y'all. And, and, and I appreciate you saying about young people. Go to ballotpedia.org. Um, all the presidential candidates, all the ones who are running, all that information. We'll have that on the podcast page as things change. People are dropping out every day. Uh, kudos to ballotpedia.org. Uh, they'll keep they're they're definitely keeping up to date with what's going on with the candidates and seeing their platforms and you know you can see corn pop. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Uh, they, they do. <laughs> I, I, just, I can't help it, man. I'm Damn. Somebody say he's a bad mother. <laughs> Shut my mouth. <laughs> I'm talking about corn pop. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right, man. But anyway, you know, go to ballotpedia.org. Also, um, with the new podcast, you can go to castropolis.net. And, and also you can find um, Black Mental Matters is there as well. Uh, but we're going to be streaming this podcast. And, and damn, I'm just throwing it right out there to the Lions going up against Monday Night Football streaming at 8 o'clock on Monday. But uh, anyway, anyway, you can also check out the uh, podcast. It'll be available uh, Monday evening and uh, check it out throughout the week. Uh, make sure you share it. And initially it'll be on SoundCloud, but eventually Apple Podcasts, TuneIn and Spotify coming soon. Um, also, you can follow us on Twitter right now, right now at the G podcast one on IG at this is the G podcast. Uh, you can email us at this is the G podcast. If y'all want to email me about uh, corn pop and, and my comments about Biden and something you didn't like, this is the G podcast at gmail.com. Also, we need your support. Make sure you go to Patreon. Uh, you can you can go to our Patreon page. We'll have the link at castropolis.net. Support castropolis.net. Keep the lights on. Keep everything rolling. Keep the stream moving. We need your support. Man. Fellas, uh, you know, what can I say, man? It, it's been real. <laughs> it's been real, hey. really real. <laughs> and uh, Hey, thank you for taking the ease on. Yeah, man. Yes. You made it through the first. So, so now you know what to expect. <laughs> Bye, man. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, and again, very uh, just just the esteemed and the honorable uh, Vince, the voice Bailey. Y'all give it up for him. You know, it, I'm going to have to give him the earth, wind and fire. Sounds so good. Don't you agree? Yeah, baby. Man, thank, you, <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show, brother. And, um, and, and we're going to support, man. I, I really do. Keep keep uh, keep up the great work with Black Mental Matters, man. Um, just doing so many great things and and keep getting those amazing guests on and uh you know we'll continue to support and and without y'all uh the very first episode is uh is done and we appreciate the support and and again check out the g podcast episode two is coming soon thanks for listening you've been listening to the g podcast with your host tommy b the g podcast is a production of the castropolis podcast network thanks for listening (laughs) 